this morning, I want us to, or the word I've brought to us today is to help us understand that position of victory. To help us understand that position of victory. Let's go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20. So Second Chronicles, um, actually the, the story in Second Chronicles is about, you know, um, two... More, no, I was going to say two nations, but there were actually more than two nations coming against the nation of Judah. So there were the um, Moabites, the Ammonites, and some more. And they had come against the nation of, of Judah. And um, King Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah at that time, went to God in, in prayers. He was really afraid of the situation because they had told him that we're coming to just finish you completely. <laughs> so, you know... He went to God in prayer and in fasting. He got the whole nation to join in praying and fasting. And they cried out to God. Then a word came to King Jehoshaphat um, from, from one of the sons of um, the Levites. And we see this, see this in Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 16. So let's go to, um, yes. So, so this was um, the son of the Levites. He was saying to King Jehoshaphat. He said, tomorrow march out against them. You will find them coming up through the accents of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Can I say that again? Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah, and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. So we see an instruction to the people of, of um, Judah. At the time when they were dealing with a, a you know, terrible situation, they were in a place where they felt like this was the end for us. An instruction came from God saying, take your positions because your victory is sure. Hallelujah. Let us see what they were made to do in verse 22. Verse 22 of the same chapter. So he says, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. So these were the people who had gathered against Judah. But when they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of this enemy nations to begin to fight among themselves. Hallelujah. What did Judah have to do? They had to take their position. What was that position? It was a position of victory. And all they had to do was sing and praise. You and I have been doing that for the past seven weeks. Hallelujah. We have raised up our voices in praise and worship. Right? What we need to know is that we have attained a position in the spirit. We have attained a, a position of victory in the spirit that we want to maintain. That we want to retain. We do not want to step out of that, of that place. We need to understand that this position that we, have, that we have attained is one of power and authority. Amen? It is one of power and authority. Yes, Jesus has secured the victory for you and I. But you and I also have work to do. It's just like a, a will that is written, right? If the will, if an executor does not come and enforce that will... 
it is useless. All the millions and billions of dollars in, that has been written down and ready to be dis disbursed, nothing will happen until execution takes place. Amen? So the position that you and I have come into is a position of power and authority. That is what Jesus secured for you and I when he went to the cross. A position of power and authority such that by the help of the Holy Spirit, letting you and I know what to do. And by you activating the word of God over your life, you can decide what the outcomes of your life looks like. Amen? So what I'm saying in essence is you are in a position that by the help of God's spirit, helping you know what to do, and you activating the word of God, the word of life, the things that God has told you, activating them, then you can determine, you can control, you can decide what the outcome of your life looks like, what the outcome of your children's lives look like, what the outcome of your career looks like, what the outcome of your business looks like. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. I'll be reading a few verses from verse 21. Ephesians 1, verse 21 to 23. It says, now. How many of us remember what um, P.D. told us the definition of now is in the New Testament? Okay, I see one person behind. Okay, great. So, P.D. told us that now, when we see now in the New Testament, it means after resurrection. Amen? So, after resurrection, now, he, Jesus, is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Just stay there. Don't move yet. He, Jesus, is above any ruler or authority, or power, or leader, anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And Jesus came and gave us the same power and authority. Jesus came and placed the same thing into our hands. Verse 22 says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. God has made Christ ruler of all things for your benefit and for my benefit. How does it benefit you? How does it benefit me? He gave us, if you like, he delegated the same authority and power to you and I. Such that we can, you know, determine what the outcomes of the situations around us look like. Verse 23, it says... And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. So we are still trying to understand this position of power and authority that Christ has given us. We see that after resurrection, he bestowed the same thing on you and I. Right? Not for us to just say, oh, I have power and authority. Then what? Hallelujah. What am I doing with it? What am I doing with it? What are you doing with it? You know, I mean, it's, it's great for us to be excited now to know that, yes, I've come into that place of victory. Um, you know, this is the position that I have attained. But we have 
what, close to 40-something more weeks ahead of us. And it is in this 40-something plus weeks ahead of us, that is when we need to begin to, you know, in spite of what comes, in spite of what we face, in spite of what hits us, we need to constantly remember that I am the one that attained that position and I have the ability by the Spirit of God helping me know what to do and myself, by myself, you know, activating the words of life. I can determine, I can make this thing turn around, whatever it is. Amen? Job 22 and 28. Job 22 verse 28, thank you. Okay, this is a popular scripture. This is a different version. The version we might be used to is the version that says that you will decree a thing and it will be established unto you. Hallelujah. That is the word of God. It was even before Christ. This was Job, Old Testament, telling us that you will decree a thing and it will be established unto you. You, by yourself, will do the decreeing. Amen? Because you have been given that authority, that power to, to change things. Hallelujah. But this version says, this version flips it and says, you will be able to do everything that you decide to do. Light from God will show you the right way to go. You will be able to do everything that you decide to do. Light from God's word will show you where to go. You will be able to do everything that you decide to do because God by himself will show you that this is what you need to do. However, there is a deciding to do that thing that God has shown me to do. Remember our, our, our um, explanation of that position of authority and power. It is a place such that by the help of the spirit showing us what to do and also you and I activating the word of God then we can change the outcomes of our life. This scripture is saying you will be, whatever that thing is, that you are inspired by the spirit of God to do, you are in a place, you are in a position where it can happen if you decide to do it. So whenever you and I make a decision to take up that responsibility or to come into that place of, you know, power and authority, right? By deciding that, okay, this is what I need to do. Maybe... You know, I need to begin to serve in this capacity or I want to take that job or I want to, you know, start that business or I want to take up new skills. I want to do that because sometimes some of these things that I've mentioned can seem daunting, can seem overwhelming, like, oh, it looks so big, right? But as long as you know that it is the spirit of God that is leading you in that direction, you have the ability to say, yes. I will, I decide to do this. And you know, I'm saying this because we have, like I said, so many more weeks ahead of us in the year. And at the end of this year, our progress must be evident to all. However, if you and I do not make a decision concerning certain things, we might just find ourselves in the same spot and not really moving anywhere. Because progress involves movement. It involves actions. Amen? So that scripture tells us that light from God's word helps us when we get light from God from God telling us what to do you and I are able to do it if we decide to do so it could be you know forgiving someone who has hurt you for so long oh it's so hard I can't forgive if you decide that this is the time that I let myself go because it's not them you're holding down they don't even know that you haven't forgiven them and they've carried on with life but you are the one struggling in that place God will help us in the name of Jesus <clears throat> God will help us. Like I said before, 
our ability to make that decision will to a large degree determine how much progress we make. It will determine how far we go. It will determine where we end up. Amen? Amen? We're in that place of power and authority, that place where we can decide. So what are we doing with it? What will we do with it in the, in the days ahead, in the weeks ahead? When we come up against that situation, what will come out of our mouths? Will it be, oh, I'm so broke. Oh, I, I don't think I can apply for this thing. It's, it's, it's way above my pay grade. I don't think I can do this. No, this is too hard. God, I don't think I can talk to that person. No, I, no. I have come to be that voice that will be in your head saying, no, I am in the place where I can do this. If I decide to do what the Spirit of God has shown me to do, I can do it. Amen. Let's go to Psalms chapter 8. Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6. It says, so why do you even think about men and women? Why do you take care of humans? You have made their place a little below God himself. You have given them honor like kings. Please just stay there. You have given them honor like kings. This scripture is talking about you and I. Why has God, you know, why does he think about us so much? This scripture says he has placed you and I a little below God himself. You have given us honor like kings. What do kings do? Kings decree, kings rule, kings take, you know, they take over. They, they, the Bible says that the, the, the words of the king, there is power in the, in the words of the king. Amen? And that is what you and I are. That is what you and I are. This is just a charge to help us to, you know, come into this year, into the rest of this year, approaching everything we face in life from this perspective. Amen. Because things, there will be things ahead. But we want to remain in this position. We want to remain in this place where we see life from this perspective. I am the one that has authority over this matter. I can decide how it ends. I can decide how it it turns out. I can decide, you know, what the story turns out like. Because I have been given that power and authority. He says he has given them He has made their place a little below God himself and has given them honor like kings. Verse 6 says, you have chosen them to rule everything that you have made. You have put everything under their authority. You have put everything under their authority. A reminder for us, we are in our month, in our year of evident progress. We are in our year of evident progress. And we must do stuff. We must do things to come into that place. There's no, there's no getting away from it. There's no getting away from it. We must do things. We cannot just sit back in our houses and think that at the you know, end of the day, oh, evident, there will be no, it won't even be evident to you yourself. <laughs> Let's look at Psalm 82 and verse 6. Pity actually touched on this last week. In fact, when I, I wasn't here on, you know, for this part of the service. But when I listened to it on Friday, I think it was, I was like, God, you're obviously just helping us know that this is who we are and we must take charge and live in that space. Amen. So this is Psalm 82 and verse 6. It says, I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the most high God. 
You are all sons, because you are all sons of the Most High God, I am saying that you are gods, right? And Peter was telling us about how a dog gives birth to a dog. It may not be called a dog at the beginning, but eventually it turns out to be a dog, right? A cat gives birth to a cat. A lion gives birth to cubs that turn out to be lions. God is saying, you are my son, and I am saying that you are gods, small g, so that, you know, it, it clearly demarcates us from the great God himself, right? So if you are gods, what does that mean? What does that mean? The other scripture we saw says that he, he has given us the ability to rule over everything. 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 I'm sure you would like to start with everything that concerns you. And then know that you can actually affect your world as well. So exercising this, this um, position of power and authority will require some responsibility. It will require you and I taking responsibility for our words and for our actions. It will require you and I taking responsibility for our words and for our actions. Quick to catch ourselves. Amen. Quick to catch ourselves. When I come to a place where I decide to exercise my power and authority... In Christ, it means that I have decided to take responsibility for my, the words that I speak and the things that I do, especially the things that the Spirit of God has, you know, directed or prompted me to do. Because by taking responsibility for my words, I remember that when I decree a thing, it is established unto me. So if I say I am broke, well, it's not your fault if that's... If that happens to be my situation, it's nobody's fault. It is what I have declared. Even the Bible tells us, let the poor say I am. Let the weak say I am. So the Bible knows, that God knows that we will get to that place where it may seem like this is the situation. But because I have an understanding that I can turn this thing around, instead of me putting what I see forward, I choose to activate the word of life. You know, that's um, when we're talking about um, the fact that we're all sons of God. And we're talking about, um, you know, dogs giving birth to dogs. Dogs start off by giving birth to puppies, right? Cats will give birth to kittens. And um, lions will give birth to cubs and so forth and so, and so on. And the truth of the matter is that when, when God, you know, when we come into the family of God, we actually start, start off as babies, we actually start off as children, right? But we're expected to grow up. Because the truth of the matter is that to exercise this level of power and authority, we can only do that from a certain level of maturity in God. If we choose to stay children, we cannot do this. What do children do? Let's go to Exodus. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. You know, the book of Exodus tells us a lot about how the children of God went through all these situations. And what did they constantly do? They constantly cried. Constantly cried. Because that's what children do. That's what babies do. Cry, 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 hoping that the situation will change. But you know what I always say to my children? You know, when they're in that place where they are crying. And it's, you know, okay, so for me, I say to my children, crying will not solve anything. Crying does not solve anything. What is the situation? 
right? What I hear parents say these days to their kids is use your words. Use your words, you know? I'm like, okay, that's interesting. My brother who has, a, who has two little kids, that's what I hear him say. And then, you know, a few other people say, no, no crying. Use your words. God said to Moses when they stood before the, the Red Sea, and, you know, it looked like nothing was going to happen. All that was going to, in fact, the, the Egyptians were, as far as they could see, they were going back to Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell them to take responsibility for their words and for their actions. Tell them to make a move. Because the truth is that when we decide to make that move, we had read earlier on that I can do everything I decide to do. When you and I decide to make that move, heaven backs us up. Heaven backs us up. I like to say, show God your faith and he will show you his power. When you and I decide to make a move, heaven backs us up. Amen? And that was what God was telling, to the, cho- telling the children of Israel here. Do not be children. You can actually move because you have the power. You have, I have given it to you. I have given it to you. So what has God said to you? What has God said to you? You know, what is that thing that you are contemplating? What is that thing that you believe that the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do? It might be something that maybe you have heard in your own quiet time or has come from the pulpit or somebody has shared with you or you have just, you know, has just been going on in your heart and you just sense that this may just be what God is trying to ask me to do. It says you can do anything you decide to do. Light from God's, from God shines upon you. And you know, uh, uh, word for the month in Luke chapter 1 and verse 45. Everything we are saying is somewhat captured in our word for the month. Our word for the month says, this is our month of divine performance. It says, and blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she that believed. That believed what? That believed what? For there will be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So some things were told to her. And she chose to believe. And then there was a performance. How do we know she believed? I'm sure she didn't just see. In fact, we're going to see. We're actually going to see a few things, really. Maybe we should even do it. Let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 1. I'll read from verse 28 to 38. Where Mary had this encounter. So, it says, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. That was the first instruction she got. Rejoice. Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered, what manner of greeting is this? Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. That was the next instruction. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a child and shall call his name Jesus. So basically, Mary got a word from God, right? It goes on to say he will be great. He will be called the son of the highest, you know. So Mary got a word from God. And then what did Mary do immediately? 
The next thing the Bible tells us, I think it was in verse 39 or so. I'm not sure if I gave you that. The Bible says Mary got up hastily because the angel had said to her, yeah, you can, you can stop this now. The angel has said to her that your cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant. The Bible says Mary got up immediately and went to Elizabeth. And when she got to Elizabeth, she actually found out that Elizabeth was, was pregnant. So she believed what the word that had come. She, for her to have taken that action, that um, step of faith or that action step, she believed what she had heard. And that's why she got up hastily and went to find out what was happening. Right? And she gets to um, Elizabeth. And yeah, so this is where the, the angel said to her, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived. And we see Mary get up and she goes to Elizabeth. She sees Elizabeth and then, you know, Elizabeth now says to her in verse 45, Blessed is she. It was Elizabeth that actually said that. Elizabeth said, blessed is she. Because this is a sign that you believe. That you actually came, right, to meet me. Blessed is she that believe. For there will be a performance of the things which the Lord has, you know, spoken. And right after that in verse 48, 46, we see Mary beginning to use her words. Of something that, you know, she was just told. She just got a word from God. There was really, it was a, if you ask me, something crazy like how, how will this happen? She also asked the angel, how will these things be? But in verse 46, we see Mary begin to use her word. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Remember the first instruction to her was to rejoice. She says, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior for he has regarded my lowly state. The lowly state of his maid servant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he is mighty. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him. So Mary just goes on declaring the word of God over her life. This is an encouragement to us. That in sp- Mary had reason she could, if she had said, you know what, I don't believe this. I just need to move on because I don't see how this is going to happen. I mean, nobody would have judged her because honestly, it seemed foolish. But no, she started to declare those things over herself because she believed the words of the Lord. She started to declare those things over herself. Because she believed the word of the Lord. However, what if Mary was in a place where she did not even, she couldn't have had a visitation from God. She couldn't have heard what God is saying. What if she was in a place where, you know, I mean, you could see where she actually said, um, I think it's verse, sorry, if you just go back to verse, um, I think it was 36, where she said, my, the, to God, my savior. She actually called him my savior. Right? Um, sorry, no. 46, 47. 47. So I just, want to, I just want to point out something here. Please, the next one and the next one. Maybe 49. Yeah, God my Savior. That was it. 47. So you, we could see that Mary was in a place where she could actually hear from her Savior. Right? Because we have heard that our ability to activates that position we're in will require that we 
do some things that we have heard. However, if you are not in the place where you can hear, if you are not in the place where God can speak to you, how is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? Do you think that Mary would have been able to boldly declare these words? If they were just her own words, do you think she can boldly declare it? If she did not know that she, she's backed up by heaven, I don't think she would have been able to boldly come and declare these words, right? But when God has given you a word, it is easier for you to just, because you believe, you can hold on to the word, activate it over your life. So that brings me to, to the point where I just want us to know that our, this position we talk about, our position of power and authority is actually hinged on first a position of intimate fellowship with God and his spirit. First on a position of intimate fellowship because that is the place from where we can hear him. PD said to us earlier this year that instructions will come this year but it will come in whispers and it is only those that are intimate that will hear those whispers, that will hear those instructions, instructions that will make for your progress, that will make for my progress, right? So this position of power and authority before we can effectively activate it, it is first hinged on the position of intimate fellowship with God and his spirit. And total surrender to the leading of his spirit. Total surrender to the leading of his spirit. We see how Mary surrendered completely to what God was set to do with her. We see how Mary surrendered completely to what God was set to do with her. If we must make evident progress, if, we must, if there must be a performance, if there must be something that we can point to and say, yes, I can see where God has brought me from. These are some of the things that must take place. There must be a word that we can walk with. There must be instructions that we decide to move with. And this can only come from a place of intimate intimacy with God and total surrender. At this point, I just want to reach out to anyone, maybe in the room, maybe online, who does not even have, you know, any relationship at all so has not begun to think about that intimate place i'm talking about if that is you and you have not surrendered your life completely and totally to jesus this is an opportunity because until you come to that place you cannot even we cannot even say that you are in that position of power and authority nothing has been bestowed upon you you will just live life you know maybe just you will just take life the way it comes However, you have the ability, you can have the ability to decide how things turn out. So this man, I just want to reach out to anyone who may need to come into a relationship first with God through his son, Jesus. Before we even begin to talk about being intimate. Because the truth is that there are a lot of Christians that are not necessarily, that not necessarily have an intimate relationship with God. Right? So let's start first with that relationship. If that is you here in the room or online, I just want you to just say these prayers after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today realizing that I need you. I need you. I need you to be Lord and master over my life. I need to have a love walk with you for me to actually become everything that I must be in life. Without you, it is impossible. 
I understand that that is why Jesus came. And I accept that sacrifice today. I accept your love sacrifice to me today, for me today. Thank you, because I know that by your spirit, you come to live in my heart. You come to lead me, to direct me, to help me. And for this, I am grateful. I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For the rest of us, can we just be on our feet? Can we just be on our feet? It is imperative that you and I make evident progress this year. It is imperative that at the end of the day, we all, you know, can rejoice with each other knowing that yes we can truly see what God has done but we have to constantly continually be in that place ensure that we are not disengaged from that place of intimacy with God that that intimacy is not broken so that we can constantly hear what he's, he wants to say to us we can always know what he's doing we heard this morning that God is God always wants to let us know what he's doing he wants to let us know what he's doing Amen. And the reason why he lets us know what he's doing is so that we can activate it. We can take it and run with it. Because if God tells me that, oh, he's going to do this great thing and I just, you know, I just ignore it. We heard the testimony earlier on. There was expectancy. There was excitement. Right? God said this is what is going to happen. And then you are expectant. But we want to ensure that we're in that place where indeed we know what God is saying so that we can activate our position of power and authority. This man, I just want us to just lift up our hands and say, Father, that is the place that I desire. That is the place that I desire, a place of intimacy with you, a place of total surrender to you and your spirit, a place of intimacy with you, a place of total surrender with you. Ah, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you because that is what you desire for us. That is also what we desire for us. We are the people that decide to come into that place today. And always, that is the place we choose to dwell in. That is the place we choose to dwell in because we understand that it is only by staying in that place that we can effectively execute our authority in our lives, in all that concerns us bringing you praise and glory by the things that you do, O oh God, with us. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you. We thank you of a truth. This is our year of evident progress. Our progress will be evident first to ourselves and to all around us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Greater. Can we just quickly take the evident progress declaration if we have it? We haven't taken it yet. Or maybe Piki will come and take it for us. Do we have it? Do we have the evident progress declaration? We don't have it. Okay. Sorry, I didn't um, I didn't capture it in my notes. Okay, thank you. Hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving. You can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.